What do you want for your family? Do you want your kids to be successful? You know, like make good grades and be very, very good at something, I don't know, maybe on the athletic field or in a dance studio or play an instrument really well? That'll make them successful, right? You know, graduate college, get a good job, make a lot of money, buy a bunch of stuff. Is that successful? What do you want for your family? If you're a Christian, do you want more than that? If you say yes, then what is your spiritual vision for your family? On this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about that. Do you have a spiritual vision for your family? Join us. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things that you deal with every day in your home, church, community, and culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. And today's episode, we're going to set the stage for several upcoming podcasts, so you'll want to kind of keep regularly tuning into this. And so with that said, I want to start off with a question. Mom, Dad, what is your vision for your home? What's your vision for your family? Have you ever thought about it? I mean, Kevin, it's so easy for us to get in a routine where every day we consider it successful if everyone's gotten where they're supposed to get to, mm-hmm. and they've done all the stuff they're supposed to do, and they get all the, supposed, the stuff that they're supposed to get, yeah. and, uh, and then we end the day with that all-important me time, you yeah. know, vegging in front of our yeah. phones or Netflix, and... It's just so easy just to kind of let the day just get past us. And then at the end of it, go to bed and the next day, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And I guess we call that the American dream. <laughs> we, uh, we work really, really hard. Um, we use our American work ethic and we want our kids to be successful. Um, so we want them to make good grades in school, um, graduate, then go to college, um, make good grades so they can get a diploma and get a good job so that what? They can make money and have nice stuff, houses and vehicles and do trips and so forth. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But unfortunately, as Christians, and I'm speaking from a Christian's perspective here, this is real-time truth. We want to ask ourselves, why are we here? Mm. And what is the goal in our homes? Um, Many people have heard about the Apollo 13 uh, disaster. If you haven't, in 1970, um, we were trying to make another trip back to the moon. And uh, we sent some guys up in space and and something happened. Uh, They tried to stir an oxygen tank um, and unfortunately that caused an explosion. That explosion basically uh, it crippled the mission and so no longer was the goal to get to the moon Matthew what was the goal get home yes to get home so often if I can couch it in those terms I think as as Christians uh, living in America it's easy to think that home is uh, here and now and we work hard and you know we're working for a retirement and so that when we retire we can really you know really do the things we've always wanted to do that we never had time to do while we were working and raising kids and doing all that stuff and so uh, but but is that really the goal um, answer is no because this life is temporary 
It's um, we we're, we're temporary here on this earth, but yet it's so easy to look at our homes as places where we say it's a Christian home, and we take our kids to church, and you know we we may say a prayer over a meal or something, but are we actually raising kids to get them home? That is to heaven. Are we looking beyond our own lives? And and I, I just want to say to the dad and the mom who are listening or watching, I know this sounds morbid. It does, Matthew. It sounds morbid. But can you for a moment try to picture your children on their deathbed? I, I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but you've long since been gone. And now your child is is lying on their deathbed. Maybe they're 80 years old. Maybe they're very thin and frail, and the hospice of that day has been called in. What do you, as a parent that's no longer here, what will you have desired for them to have done in their lives? Is, is it just about the material things? And we quickly answer, oh, no, of course not. Oh, no, it, it is, it is, we, we want them to be good followers of Jesus. Okay. Let's assume that's the case. Then what are you and I today doing in our homes? What will we have done today that actually makes that statement true? Right. Actions speak louder. Yes. Are we being intentional mm-hmm. about wanting to get our kids home? I think of it this way. Um, we should have a multi-generational view of our homes. In other words, thinking beyond not only our lives and lifetime, but that goes beyond our own children's lifetimes into our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Like skipping a rock on a pond, how many skips, how many pops, pop, 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 pop. And that's how I want to see my life, that that if the Lord tarries his coming and doesn't return uh, for a couple of hundred years, what does my family look like down into the generation of the great-great-grandkids? Mm. And so I want us to, and I'm asking myself this, you know, in, in going through life and what you stated at the beginning of the broadcast, I mean, is it a successful day because we picked up the kids and didn't leave anybody at school? We didn't forget to get the cleaning. Uh, we actually got a hot meal in us tonight and not some leftover. And um, we we um, made sure the kids got the homework done. Baths were taken. And that's success. That That's that's what we're shooting for. I hope that that's not all that we're shooting for. Mm-mm. Because if that's the case, then we're just trying to get to the moon. Yeah, and we're and and in, in our day to day, I feel like it's just we're just surviving. Absolutely, we're not actually looking ahead like what you're talking about multi generationally. Yeah, we're just getting through today. We're not even thinking toward next week. Yeah, and that's that's why this podcast is kind of an umbrella for several podcasts down the road for things that we're going to try to uh, to talk about. Now, in 19 minutes or less, we're trying to make this where you can listen to this podcast and you got a 10-minute drive to work, you get half of it in the 10-minute drive home, you get the other half or you may can catch this in the uh, in the in the, you know, the school line. But here's the thing. Um, 
we know that there are um, there's muscle that we want to put to the skeletal framework of what we're describing today. Mm-hmm. We are going to talk about what it looks like to have a home that's intentional about getting our children, you know, uh, you know, raised in a in a godly perspective. But we're not going to be able to do all of that today. No, I mean, and speaking to strategy there, yeah. what does a Christian home look mm-hmm. like? Yeah, or how to have family devotions or those yes. kinds of things. We are going to get into that. But before we can get into that, I think that it is wise and just saying what we're saying right now that there's got to be the desire yeah there's it's it's not just about intentions yeah but there you have to start there there has to be an actual cognizant understanding that this has to be the case in my home yeah okay confession time back in 2005 my wife begged me to go to a conference i did not want to go to it but she's my wife and she was very gracious and said, please come. And I did. And there was a session geared just to men. I reluctantly went to it, actually thought about skipping it and just going and hanging out. We had a hotel room and uh, watching some ESPN. But I dutifully went to the session and a man spoke and he spoke on this very topic. He spoke to the dads. It was an all male crowd. Dad, do you have a spiritual vision for your home? Now, if you're watching this, it can be a dad or a mom. But in this case, it was a dad. I'm sitting there listening to it. I'm like, who does this guy think he is? Okay. I mean, I'm a deacon in the church I go to. My kids, you know, we've got them involved in church. Um, we say a prayer over our meal. You know, what more does a guy want? You know, because, you know, I'm working. I'm, I'm a high level, stressful job, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. So, and I'm sitting there listening to this guy, and I'm getting madder and madder and madder. Like, who's this guy think he is? Because the truth was, it wasn't that I was mad at him. It was the Holy Spirit was convicting me because the truth is, I did not have a spiritual vision for my family. Mm-hmm. My wife did. Ladies, you're wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I thought that if I just went to work and I brought home a paycheck, that was it. And that... Um, there was enough money for my kids to have birthday parties and we could go on vacation and I could get them to Disney every four or five years. I'm doing it. I am making it happen because I want my kids to be able to, well, grow up and do exactly like me, pursue stuff Mm. and have the nice house and the cars and the, and I'm sitting there in that conference and I'm listening to this guy speak and I realized I do not have a spiritual vision for my home, even though I would have told anyone I did and that I desired for my kids to grow up and be Christian and live for Jesus. But I had zero strategy for it. I I absolutely was doing nothing intentionally to, to accomplish that goal other than taking my kids to church and saying a prayer over a meal. There was nothing else happening in my family to pass along the faith. There, there were, there, and, and so I walked out of that conference. I go back to the hotel room. I get down, Pam's in the room. I get down on one knee and I say to her, I apologize. You have been bearing this whole deal. You have been, <laughs> you have been the spiritual leader in the home. I'm flipping through ESPN. I have, let you down. I've let my kids down. And today's a new day. 
And that started for me, Matthew, a process that not only did the Lord get a hold of me as a dad, that was the process that that started my call into the ministry. And so I sit here today and I look into this camera and speak into this microphone and I tell those of you who are listening this, I am here today because a guy at a conference in Winston-Salem at the Benton Convention Center got all up in my face mm. and I needed it because I was not aware of the fact that I was not leading my home and I had no spiritual vision for my home. And through that um, that season of conviction, uh, which the truth is my wife saw that needed to happen in me, um, and I think that's one of the reasons that she pushed so hard for me to go to the conference, um, because as kind and as gracious as she was, um, in, in, in wanting to lead me to the place that I would lead my home, um, it wasn't happening because it was the Holy Spirit needed to get a hold of my heart and, uh, and he did. And so it was, um, it was at that season of, of my life that the Lord got a hold of me and said, Kevin, it's now time for you to begin to make the greater investment, not just doing well in your job, because um, I was very successful, not just uh, being a deacon and a Sunday school teacher. I sang in a quartet. I mean, I was all that. Too cool for school, Kevin Brown, and blowing it, mm. absolutely blowing it. My kids hardly knew me because I was gone all the time. These are my two oldest children, Katie and Candace. I have had to apologize to them. Um, I'm doing better with my 14-year-olds now, um, but I was not there for them, and um, I did not save um, some for home, as I'm fond of saying now, because our greatest ministry, whether you're a mom or a dad listening to this, your greatest field of influence is to, if you have children, are to your kids. So save some for home. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, and and again, we'll get into more detail into this in a later broad, broadcast. But um, we're going to talk about how to do that, and it's not going to be easy. I'll just go ahead and f- forewarn you: it will not be easy to set up a home to where you can raise godly children. I'm holding up a book. For those of you listening, you can't see it, but those watching, I wrote a book several years ago called Rite of Passage for the Home and Church. And the byline, the subtitle is Raising Christ-Centered Young Adults. Raising Christ-Centered Young Adults. Much like Apollo 13, once there was that explosion on board, the goal was not the moon. The goal was getting them home. And the goal is to raise kids as, as believers who are going to follow Jesus. At the end of the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi, the, the Word of God says in Malachi 2.15 that God desires godly offspring. Mm-hmm. I hope you'll listen to this. God told Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, but not just have kids like rabbits just out in some vacuum somewhere. No, God wants godly offspring. Mm -hmm. God wants children for his kingdom. He wants to live with us forever, those who will choose to submit to the Lord Jesus and follow him. At the very last verse in the Old Testament says this, 
This is Malachi 4.5. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. He, now listen, he will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers, lest I come strike the land with a decree of utter destruction. And there was 400 years of silence. Mm -hmm. The intertestament period until John the Baptist and God spoke to Zechariah, his father, and he said to Zechariah, your son will come in the spirit of Elijah and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. And so we end the Old Testament and begin the New Testament with the same thing, mm -hmm. focusing on dads reaching into the lives of our kids and then our kids being desirous of following and, 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 and being Christians. And so that is a multi-generational vision. I, I might say this for what it's worth. I know the statistics are kind of bleak today about what Christendom looks like in America, that there's the rise of the nuns, N-O-N-E-S. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, if I've got anything to do with it, there will be Christians uh, in this country because I've done the math on it. So Hear this quickly. If my four children, and I have four, have four children apiece, they may or may not, but let's assume they do, and they all disciple their children, and they become Christians, and their four children each have four more children, and they are discipled, and they continue to follow Jesus, that by the year 2145, there will be eight generations of Browns on this earth and because of the exponential effect of math, that will mean that in 2145, there will be 262,144 of my offspring on this earth living for Jesus. Mm. That's multi-generational. Mm -hmm. That's popping a rock on a pond and seeing beyond today. The goal of this podcast is this. You've got to make up your mind. We'll talk about the details of it. We'll put meat on the skeleton, but you have to make up your mind. Do I want to have a godly home? And if I do, if I do, I'm going to have to put time and effort into it because Apollo 13, the goal became getting them home mm. and that took effort. And so I hope that today you've been inspired and that you've been challenged and that you will actually subscribe and, 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 you know, on YouTube or Spotify and get these future podcasts because you'll want them, because they'll help you. I really believe that. Not because I'm doing it, but because we're going to use the Word of God to help us in it. Well, I have nothing to add. Uh, I hope that I hope that there's a bit of a fire burning in you right now, though, mm -hmm. that you are going to take ownership of your home for Jesus. And so tune in in the future. This has been another episode of Real Time Truth. I'm Matthew McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thank you for joining us. Take care.